You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday morning. We get set for NFL Week 13. It starts tonight, and uh, we'll have our lightning bets coming up in just about 20 minutes. Right now, though... We have to go to our uh, our board operations manager for for yesterday and today, which would be Shay, and he's going to lead us into a nickel or dime. We haven't played a nickel or dime in a little while here, at least this week. So let's get into it. Shay, what do you got for us today? It's time for nickel or dime. Should you spend $500 or $1,000? Open up those wallets. We give you the answers on nickel or dime on BetQL Daily. All right, so for starters, I've got $500 on the Bengals to win the AFC plus 1400 or $1,000 on the Cowboys to win the NFC plus 500 I'll go the dime on the Cowboys. I don't like the way this is trending with Dallas, but that is a tough – That is, it's tough for me to believe that the Bengals – and we just heard from Ed about their defense. It's a young quarterback that's never been in the playoffs before – that they're going to go and, and just roll through the AFC and, and beat the Chiefs and beat the Patriots and maybe beat the Bills and the Ravens and all those teams. I will go with the Cowboys to get through the NFC. They're going to have a division title, right? They're, they're going to win the East. They're going to have a home game to start this off. I don't know that about the Bengals. I'll put the dime on the Cowboys. As my daughter would say, how rude. Shea is telling me that I have to bet on Zach Taylor or Mike McCarthy to go to the Super Bowl. Like, seriously? <laughs> This is what's happening here. (laughs) This is uh, disgusting. Now, the NFC path at the very top, I think it's more challenging. I think uh, flavor of the day for now, we would say that the top of the Packers and the Cardinals is better than the top of the AFC. Maybe that changes in the next month or so. We'll we'll see how the Bills and the Chiefs wrap up their season. But uh, I I feel like we're overreacting a little bit to to Cincinnati's huge win over a washed Ben Roethlisberger who has absolutely nothing left, and they couldn't stop the run. Uh, the Steelers' defense is no longer uh, anything close to what they once were. I would still have to go with the Cowboys, even though market is down on them. They've lost three of four. I just, just the offense, the ceiling is as high as any team in the NFL. And when Dak is right, there's no stopping this team. So I'd, I'd have to go dime Cowboys to win the NFC at 5-1. to one. Yeah, I have to go dime as well. The Cowboys, they have more control over their destiny. I think the Bengals just, they're up against a lot. Not only to win the division, but um, to win the conference. I mean, that's a lot. The Bengals, um, 
Yeah, I just don't have as much trust in them as, you know, as much as we're down on McCarthy. He's still got a pretty good coaching staff, and um, I think that team has uh, what it takes to win the NFC over having uh, complete faith in the Bengals to win the AFC. Yeah, I don't like either of these at all, but gun to my head, I think you'd have to go with the Cowboys. All right, so $500 on J.C. Jackson, Defensive Player of the Year. He has four of his interceptions and a pick six in the last four games, plus 2000 or $1,000 on Dak MVP, plus 1000 This is interesting. I mean, just a couple of days ago, we kind of wrapped up the Defensive Player of the Year. We said it's probably Miles Garrett, and that award is over. Uh, J.C. Jackson is coming on. I feel like someone could come on in this, in this race and maybe make it interesting, and he, he certainly looks like that guy right now. But I would go on Dak the dime because he's going to play in big games down the stretch. He has a lot of weapons around him to put numbers up. They're probably going to win their division without much resistance. And it's still wide open. Like, I don't even think Tom Brady's having an electric season. He's having a good season, an MVP caliber season. But this isn't wrapped up. And the Dak, people love Dak. I'll go, I'll go the dime on Dak Prescott if he turns it on to end this season. Uh, J.C. Jackson was just named a defensive player of the month. He was. So will he, will he start to get some steam? I don't really see it. I don't. I, I hear more chatter about his teammate Judon, e- even though uh, JC Jackson just had a terrific month. It it kind of reminds me of Trayvon Diggs. What we were talking about him at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way JC Jackson can keep this up. At least I don't see it. And yeah, there's some value there, but I still think the perception right now uh, is more in favor of Judon instead of J.C. Jackson. So I, I don't see Jackson winning the award. Garrett's still on pace for 1920 sacks. Wouldn't surprise me if he surpasses that number. Boring, but I've got to go Dak MVP. It's wide open, and he's on the short list of quarterbacks that could still win it. Yeah, I'm going Dak as well. I think it is pretty cool that J.C. Jackson has been named AFC Defensive Player of the Month, but Dak looks unreal in his comeback season. Um, so, uh, I just think Dak is gonna, this is better value here with Dak. All right. $500 on Tom Brady, NFL offensive player. What are you doing, Shay? What What do you mean? What am I doing with the JC Jackson? Yes. All right. And I'll tell you what cornerback is a really tough position to win DPOI unless you're like wire to wire dominant the way Stefan Gilmore was a couple years ago. JC Jackson hasn't done that. So I don't think he's going to win that. I'll go with Dak. There you go. All right, so 500 on Tom Brady, NFL Offensive Player of the Year, plus 5,000, or 1,000 on Belichick, NFL Coach of the Year, plus 350. Yeah, I'm going with Belichick on this one. I mean, Tom Brady's 50-1 to to win this award. We've seen it split in recent years. Actually, three of the last four years, it hasn't matched up. The quarterback MVP has not been the the same person as the Offensive Player of the Year. We're getting Bill Belichick, potentially a number one seed with a rookie quarterback. Just give him the award right now. I know Kingsbury's had a great season. There's been some coaches that have done a nice job. But if Bill Belichick bounces back from one bad year to have the number one seed in the AFC and division title with a rookie quarterback, just give him the award. I'm going I'm going with Belichick. Of course he's going to be the number one seed because the Patriots are never going to lose again. They've won their last six, and they're not going to lose the rest of the way. They're going to be the one seed, and then it's going to be Brady against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, of course. No, it's all no, wrapped no. up. You, we know it. Listen, we, we know what the answer is. Yeah, I, I say it all the time. Got to handicap the voters. If there's another option, the voters will not go Belichick because they'll say, well, of course Belichick's a great coach. We knew all this, but year after year, It's about exceeding expectations. And the Cardinals were projected as a fourth team in the NFC West. 
And what if they're the one seed? What if they only end up with two or three losses on the year? As great as Aaron Rodgers is, I mean, they're in the driver's seat. And Cliff Kingsbury can shut down that narrative of him being a bad coach in the second half of the season. I mean, his job was on the line. People were calling him out before the year started that this man needs to get fired. Uh, some people even take screenshots of Joe Giglio's tweets uh, about Kingsbury, about how he needs to be fired before the season even got going. Get him uh, out. I, I'm, I've been consistent. I think there's going to be two quarterbacks that are strong the rest of the way. Uh, Brady's a favorite for the MVP. Probably should be projected for 43 touchdowns, like nine interceptions, something like that. But uh, 50 to one, too much value. So I'm going to go nickel uh, Brady offensive player of the year. He's going to get the MVP or the offensive player of the year. One of the two. This is a tough one for me because you guys know I have uh, a ticket on Bill Belichick to win coach of the year. However, I also have a Cliff Kingsbury. So therefore, realistically, I like Brady. He's um, he's at the top of all the statistics. He has 30 passing touchdowns, which is number one in the NFL. He's second in passing yards, fourth in QBR. He's had to lead a team that, you know, has kind of been struggling defensively. They've had some injuries. Um, he had a huge, he led a huge comeback, um, against one of the best teams to win the game and the Colts. He's 44 years old. I don't know if the voters take that into consideration, but give me Tom Brady. I'm going with the dime on Belichick because, look, there's a name none of us have said. An NFL Offensive Player of the Year is an award to me that feels locked up. It's Jonathan Taylor's to lose. I mean, I the quarterback is going to win the MVP. Jonathan Taylor is getting an award, and it's going to be Offensive Player of the Year. He has been unreal. They're not going to give him running back an MVP, but they will give him this award. And so I'm just not For a 500 to... team? <laughs> Who cares? He's going to have, like, 20 touchdowns. I... We'll see. We'll see. I just I he's can't get injured, and Joe Mixon's going to be the rushing leader. Oh God! Don't <laughs> see. And but you're right though. You're right because every running back is dying right now. So like you you might be right, yeah. but I'm just like we'll see where we're living right now. I, I think Jonathan Taylor. It's his award to lose. So I'm not picking anybody else to win that. All right, nickel on the Heat to win the East plus five hundred, or a dime on the Suns to win the West plus three ninety. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I do like the value on the heat. And if something happens to one of the two top teams in the East, if Durant gets hurt or there's issues with the Nets or Kyrie never comes back, they've got a chance. I I, I think the heat are built for the postseason, but I got to go with the Suns on this. I mean, the Suns are right there with the Warriors. If I had to project the, the conference finals right now, I'd have the Suns in their Western conference. I wouldn't have the heat in. I had Milwaukee and the Nets better than them. So I just think just because I think they're a final four team and I don't know if Miami is, I'm going to go with uh, Phoenix to get back to the finals. 
this is tough. I feel like the values uh, sucked out of the market with both of these teams. Like I would yeah. have loved to have taken the Heat a month ago. I would have loved to take the Suns in the West a month ago. So I have to go to the path, and it seems to be a little more challenging for Miami when you go to the top and you've got to deal with the Nick, the Nets, and the Bucks. Uh, you got to knock both of those teams out. They can do it. They can, but I'll go Dime Suns. Path isn't as tough. And we, I mean, both teams have the experience. I mean, you can't even make that argument for either side. They both have great coaching, leadership on the floor, uh, but I'll give a slight edge to the Suns or the better team. Yeah, I mean, you guys know how I already feel about this one because I have tickets on them to win the West and the championship. Um, they're the hottest team in the NBA, DeAndre Ayton. They're big man. He can switch on to a guard, shut him down. They're getting contributions from several players. They're the second best defensive team in the NBA. Um, plus, they're in the West. It's just not as difficult. In the East, I mean, you got to deal with Giannis. Brooklyn's scary. Wizards and Bulls look good. So, for me, it's the Suns. I can't do anything with the Heat right now. They lost to the Nuggets and then they lost to the Cavs last night. Like I, I just that's not a team yeah. that I'm putting my money on right now. And the value's not very different. The Suns have a better roster. The coaching mismatch isn't huge. I'm going with the Suns. I think that's easy. All right, so here's and a bonus. Bam is hurt now. And I think Bam is hurt now. Bam yeah. just got hurt yep. for the Heat, so he's gonna miss some time. Well, he'll be back for the playoffs. So, you know, I mean right. by then it but all right, so we have a bonus. The baseball season is locked out. So, will it start over or under June 1st? Oh, this is easy. This is an easy one. It's under. So, never in the history of of baseball has a game been missed due to a lockout. Like, the owners control when they open the doors. They're not going to miss games by their own volition and cost themselves money. Strikes cost sports money because players will just bound together and say, we're not showing up until you give give in. I, I, I don't, I'd be shocked if they're dumb enough to lock these guys out into you know the beginning or middle of spring training when it would then threaten the actual start of the season. I, I'd be shocked. I mean, this feels like a tactic. Manfred even said it in his dumb letter they put on MLB.com where he tried to oh, explain God. himself. I mean, everything Rob Manfred does is, is just – every instinct he has is wrong. But, look, he's a labor negotiator. That's what he is. He's not a commissioner. He's a labor negotiator. I think they open the doors when they start to feel like – we might miss time. I, I think they're going to play on opening day. Now, spring training might be condensed. That they might ruin spring training, but whatever. I, I think opening day is opening day. I totally get why people hate baseball. I do. Like I, <laughs> I'm, I'm like a fan, and I right now I'm, I have no use for them. Get out of my face. Uh, what if we set the date at tax day, April fifteenth? Would you go over or under? I still would go under, but that's that's interesting because that's like missing yeah. two weeks or so, right? The first two weeks. Right. Right. Yeah, I would definitely go under on the question for June 1st, but um, nobody will care until after March Madness. Then people will care because nothing else is really going on. I mean, I guess we're in the heart. You're starting the NBA NHL playoffs around that time, so people get into that. The funny thing is, is I think I think the sports world would survive just fine without baseball. Like There'd be a month or two where people miss it. Uh, it was the ambiance going to a game in the middle of the summer and hanging out at the ballpark people would miss that but if baseball were to go away and not return i think the sports world would be just fine it'd just be more more nfl more college football in the offseason than we already have yeah i mean i i would would not be fine 
Yeah. What? I Jake wish it... he was. I wish Jake was here to chime in on that comment. He would be. Depressed. It would be. It would. He would not. But I think. Aaron, you tell me. I think you'd be fine. Well, I'm glad no you brought ball. it up because when I saw this, my first comment was, I could care less. Zero yeah. interest in the lockout. Um, I, I guess maybe if we start missing some spring training games, then it then I might be a little more interested in it. But right now, I really don't care. Speaking of Jake, I have a, I have a text message from 1029 last night, him, him hoping that there was going to be a flurry of signings before the, the lockout at midnight. Like he was all God. over. Yes. I, if we if spring training starts and it's not there, I'll miss it. Like I I love baseball and the whole the whole season and the. Oh, I thing. hate spring training. You'd miss spring oh. training. Yeah, because I get back. I hate the I countdown. Start. I hate the whole thing. Yeah, I I like that stuff. That's when I'll miss it. But like it doesn't matter. Like none of this matters the next two months. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. All these players will sign in February or whenever they open the door. Arizona, do you think they're going to start on time? I I do. Would you go under June first? I would go under, but I would. I like Joe O's idea of uh, mid-April. Maybe that goes over, or even like April first, or I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, if they miss Couple a weeks. single game, they're all dopes. I mean, they have months to figure this thing out. They've had years to figure this thing out. Really, they are total <laughs> dopes if they miss any games. All right. Coming up next, we have lightning bets here on Beckville Daily. What are our plays tonight? And we will finalize our same game parlay. For the Saints and the Cowboys, Thursday Night Football, that is next. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, BeckQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BeckQL Network.